0: Bathroom breaks, you can get up during this. It's not a big deal. You don't have to ask for permission. So um, yeah, and I'll try to keep this a little bit shorter because I know we're outside. Well, we're a little bit tighter to each other. That's kind of fun. You can see each other a little bit better than you can in regular church. You can look across and see somebody and they distract you and stuff like that. So we can wave and stuff like that. So I mean, since we're so tight with each other today, we might as well express ourselves a little bit, shall we? Uh, Maybe you're a little shy about expressing yourself. uh, But maybe you feel like, I can say amen. Or maybe I'll raise my hands to testify. Maybe you're a little bit more shy so it's just a head nod. Or maybe a silent "Mm -mm mm-hmm or something like that. Or maybe you just want to poke your spouse or someone's next to you when you agree with a statement. So I'm going to make some statements and you can amen or you can just, you know, poke someone if you agree, whatever you feel comfortable with. So here's some statements I, I'm going to say. You know, the Bears always think that this is going to be their year. But once again, they're not going to deliver. Amen. There we go. I guess some am There we go. Okay. Does it always feel like when I'm watching the movie Mission Impossible, Tom Cruise is running the whole time? Okay. So... I mean, that's, amen there. I mean, this last one, he was running and running and running. He didn't stop. I was like two minutes straight of running, Tom Cruise. Is it just me or does it feel like the Appleton farmer's market seems more like the Appleton trinket slash snack market? It's me, I mean, yeah. Amen, yeah, there we go, there we go, okay. Well, let's make it a little bit more serious here. Does it just me or does it seem like there is something seriously wrong in our political climate? Let's take it even more serious, shall we? Is it just me or does it seem like my spouse's parents are a lot more difficult than my parents? Oh, any amens there? Oh yeah, that's right, you better not say amen. Yeah, okay, no, no. You know, it's kind of fun to sit on high and make judgments on sports or politics, your in-laws. It's an easy thing to do. And we can head nod when other people say it or go, yeah, you're right, preach it. It's easy to judge. But what happens when the focus starts to get put on us? When the spotlight is not shined on just the bears or politics But when the spotlight is shined on you, your country, your hometown, your own household, your very life, what happens when it gets shined on you? You know, the amens kind of stop. And then the things that come out of our mouth is more like, who do you think you are saying such things? I think that idea of, who do you think you are is probably something the prophets of the Old Testament heard over and over again. Who, you, who do you think you are to say such things about me? About our country? About our home? About how we live? Who do you think you are? What do you think someone would have to say? for people to say, I'm gonna take your writings and I'm gonna tear them up and I'm gonna burn them? What do you think you'd have to say that your own relatives would conspire to try to kill you? What do you think you would have to say to be beaten up and put in the stocks? What do you think you'd have to say that your employer threatens that they're going to kill you? What do you think you'd have to say for your own government to imprison you, and to be angry at you. Well, all those things I just mentioned are all things that happened to the prophet Jeremiah. You know, there's probably something said that is more harsh than I don't think the Packers are going to make the playoffs this year. There's something more harsh than that, and Jeremiah says it. My hope as we go through this book of Jeremiah, that we might be ready to hear the words that come to us from him. That we might believe, second of all, that they give life. And lastly, that we would be ourselves willing to speak those words to our own hearts, and to our neighbors, our friends, and those around us. So let's look together, shall we? In Jeremiah, I'm going to start with verse 10. Read already some of the beginning this morning. So I'll ver- start with verse 10 this morning. It's printed right there in the worship guide. Start at the latter part of 9, then to 10. Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have set you this day over nations and over kingdoms to pluck up and to break down to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. And the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see an almond branch. Then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am watching over my word to perform it. The word of the Lord came to me a second time saying, what do you see? And I said, I see a boiling pot facing away from the north. Then the Lord said to me, Out of the north disaster shall be let loose upon all the inhabitants of the land. For behold, I am calling all the tribes um, of the kingdom of the north, declares the Lord. And they shall come, and everyone shall set his throne at the entrance of the gates of Jerusalem, against all its walls, all around and against all the cities of Judah. And I will declare my judgments against them, for all their evil in forsaking me. They have made offerings to other gods and worship the works of their own hands. But you dress yourselves for work, yourself for work, arise and say to them, everything that I command you, do not be dismayed by them, lest I dismay you before them. And I, behold, I make you this day a fortified city, an iron pillar and bronze walls against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, its officials, its priests, and the people of the land. They will fight against you, but they shall not prevail against you. For I am with you, declares the Lord, to deliver you. The word of the Lord. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that this word would seep into our lives that we would be able to hear it that we would not say who the heck do you think you are speaking to me in that way instead we would say it is the voice of the lord and we will listen god let us be those type of people in your son's name amen Well, this fall, this winter, like we said, we're going through the book of Jeremiah. Many of you might know a lot about Jeremiah. Many of you don't know anything about Jeremiah. If anyone knows a little bit of Jeremiah, they know this. Jeremiah is called the weeping prophet. And he's called the weeping prophet uh, because he weeps a lot. And I think unlike other books of the Bible, more so in Jeremiah, it seems like the book of Jeremiah is intricately linked with the person of Jeremiah. That might seem like a very obvious statement when I say that, but you have to realize Jeremiah was giving a hard message to his neighbors, (laughs) to his country, to his friends, to his king, and they didn't like it. And it affected him greatly that he would have to give this message to those he loved and those he cared for. This might be hard to realize. This is an 18 to 20-year-old guy getting this message from God. A message about the toppling of kings, the invasion of Jerusalem, two separate nations conquering Jerusalem, the destruction of the temple, the the carrying off of the leaders of Israel off to a former enemy. And for the first 25 chapters of this book of Jeremiah, he is giving this message to the people that destruction is coming. And what made it so hard for him to preach this message is because when he was giving this message, this prophecy of what was going to happen, you have to realize things in Israel were really good. In fact, Assyria, who had control over Israel at that time, was waning in its power, so Israel was gaining power back. A new king had ruled over Jerusalem, Josiah, and he was bringing in really good reforms. Good things were happening. But here comes this guy giving bad news. Imagine, the Packers played home today, right? Okay, so imagine you're at the Packer game tonight. And you see this guy at the gate, whatever gate is, the Menard gate, you know, there's all these different gates. There's this guy at this gate as you're coming in. And he's decked out in Packer gear. And he says, repent. The Bears dynasty is going to begin this year. And the end of the Packers playoff picture is over. The next 20 years will be famine for Packer fans. How would you feel about that guy? Preaching such a message like that as you're coming in. What are you talking about? We've got Aaron Rodgers. How dare you preach such a message as I'm going into the game? Now, I know that might be a silly example, Take that exponentially. That's what Jeremiah was facing. And then what the book of Jeremiah does is this it puts you in the shoes of Jeremiah. It puts you where he is at. How would you like to be that Packer fan that says that message in front of the? I think beer cans would be thrown at you, probably. But thing is, when you read Jeremiah, what you're seeing is you're experiencing what he did as he is preaching this message. His weeping, his angst, his suffering as he sees his friends and his people rejecting the message. But the thing is, do you know why God does it in this way? He does it because he wants Jeremiah to experience. He wants us to experience what it's like to be rejected. And this is why through Jeremiah, God talks constantly with illustrations about this. It's like a husband that's wife leaves him. It's like a father whose kids reject him. That is what God says, that's how I feel about you, Israel, and what you have done to me. And then what he's saying is, Jeremiah, experience what I am experiencing. The weeping that you experience, Jeremiah, while God does not experience emotions, is what he experiences. The weeping, the rejection, the abandonment. This is what God experiences. Okay, I've given a little bit of background. I know I don't go too long, so I'm just going to give you three quick things, okay? Three quick things that I want to, how you can prepare to go through this book of Jeremiah that is not an easy book, okay? Three things to prepare in how you're going to listen and hear from the prophet Jeremiah. Number one, that you would be open to being convicted. That you would be open to being convicted. The real theme verse that lays out all of Jeremiah is Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 10. Okay? Look at it once again. It says, See, I have set you this day over nations and over kingdoms to pluck up and to break down, to destroy and to overthrow. So God has given this message to Jeremiah, and it is a take no prisoners message. Everything is fair game. Everything that Israel holds dear is fair game. Their land, their temple worship, their idea of the covenant. Everything is fair game. Why is it fair game? Because you have abused these things. You have thought that they there's your security, but they're not. 30 plus chapters, Jeremiah, from the voice of the Lord, goes after his own people. 30 plus chapters. His own people he goes after. Not till the end do we see God's judgment against Egypt, and Babylon, the countries that have attacked Judah and Israel. So you can see how despised this guy might be to his own people because he goes after them first. I just to give a quick apologetic to the Bible. Some people say, this is just, you know, the Bible is just kind of propaganda, israelite propaganda to to just buffer up the nation of israel and its people i encourage you to read the bible the bible do you know who it goes after the most it's not the people outside of israel it's israel you see i think the bible is true because god speaks to everyone and he doesn't care he doesn't show any favorites (laughs) He goes after his own people. If you have a question the Bible, I'd love to talk with you about it, especially the prophets. A lot of people have real issues about reading the prophets. As you read through this and you have questions as you read through, I'd love to just sit down and talk with you about it. So don't let the preacher just say, oh, take it on its word. No, I want you to be able to listen and hear from it too and ask questions. So again, feeling, being able to hear this word and feel convicted, 167 times Jeremiah says, declares the Lord, he says. That's 60% of all the times that it says, declares the Lord. This is his word. 60% of all the Old Testament usage is used in Jeremiah. And really what it's saying is, will you listen? Will you hear what the Lord has to say? I hope I'm not, you know, you know, immune from hearing the doubts that people have towards faith. And I think one of the doubts people have for faith in our country is, how dare anything outside of myself tell me what to do? Nothing has the right to tell me what I should do with my life. That might be something that you might say in your own heart, especially over some issues in your life. No one has the right to say something about where I spend my money, where I spend my time, what I do on Sunday mornings, what I do on Friday nights. No one has the right to say how I live my life in that way. Here, Jeremiah says, yes, the Lord God has a right to speak into the things that you find security in, the things that you feel that are untouchable. One quick illustration. I was in Colorado during the heyday of cycling. Lance Armstrong was at his pinnacle. When he came to Colorado, people flocked. People wore the yellow Livestrong bracelets all over that place. Maybe you did too, I don't know. I mean, he could do no wrong. And people bought Trek bikes like it was buying water. I mean, it was just crazy how many Trek bikes there were because of Lance. And really, people said, there's nothing that Lance can do wrong. He helps cancer, at 24-hour fitness where we worked out. There was huge Lance posters. He was everywhere. How could anyone speak ill of Lance Armstrong? Now I look back and I go, wow, anyone can be toppled. Anyone can. I saw an interview with him. You know, this guy can't even run the Boston Marathon or any marathon, any race for the rest of his life. He he wants to run this Boston Marathon. He doesn't care. I'll just run it in four hours to raise money. And they won't even let him do that because of how extensively he cheated. You see, God will come after anyone. You might think an institution is without being in judgment. He can even come after that. So number one, will you let this message of Jeremiah convict you? Number two, the message of Jeremiah does not just leave us there, but it builds and plants. Look again, verse 10. See, I set you this day over nations and over kings to pluck and to break down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. And the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see an almond branch. Then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I'm watching over my word to perform it. You see, Jeremiah must have been scared about sharing this message. Will something good come from this? From Israel being destroyed and people being carried out. And the Lord says, out of this destruction, I will build, I will plant. Something good will come out of it. And then he says, what do you see, Jeremiah? It's like being out here in nature. He sees something beautiful, an almond branch. And then the Lord says, you have seen well, for I'm watching over my words perform it. A very intriguing verse. Why this illustration? Well, in Hebrew, the word almond branch is saked. And the word watching is soked. So what God is saying is, Jeremiah, you see that almond branch? How it blooms, how it's beautiful, how it is built up and planted? That is how I am watching over Israel and watching over you. You might think I'm destroying, but actually I'm building up. If you want to listen to Jeremiah well, you've got to be willing to admit that the things that Jesus and God might destroy in your life, he's actually doing it to build something greater in you. Part of the problem of actually allowing God to speak to us is to allow him to do work upon us that might be hard and difficult that we think there is going to be nothing good that will come going through this trial. And he says, actually, there will be something good. And he says to Jeremiah, look at this almond branch and how it blooms. That is how I am watching over you. And that's the same thing he might say to you as we go through Jeremiah. God, is this good? He says, watch and look, and I will build something great as you go through this. Well, lastly, God gave Jeremiah a word to preach. And Jeremiah said, no, I'm young. I can't speak. I don't want to do this. And God says this, And verse 18, And I, behold, I make you this day a fortified city, an iron pillar and bronze walls, against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, its officials, its priests, and the people of the land. They will fight against you, but they shall not prevail against you. For I am with you, declares the Lord, to deliver you. You see, God is saying, Jeremiah, go and speak this hard word. I will protect you. The last thing I hope you would get from Jeremiah is this, that you might be able to take the words, not simply of Jeremiah, but the words of God, and that you might be able to speak them to your friends, to your neighbors, to those that are around you. That you would do it no matter the pressure that comes your way, no matter what people say, that you would actually be able to believe that God is with you and you can say it. I am thoroughly convinced that our nation needs the hope of the gospel. It badly needs it. And here, Jeremiah. And Israel was supposed to be the hope of the world. And they had failed in their mission. So God said, I'm going to pick one person, Jeremiah, to say something that the nation should have said that didn't. And because they neglected to say what I called them to say, these nations that did horrible practices are doing these things. In the same way, God is saying to us, his church, and to us individually, I need you to speak my truth. To a world that is broken, that needs the good news of the gospel, will you do it? Will you say it? Will you allow yourself to be convicted by Jeremiah? Will you believe that it will build you up? And lastly, will you speak the words yourself? That's what I hope you'll get when reading this book. <laughs> you know, the prophets get a bad rap. And the truth is not many churches will preach through the Book of Jeremiah because it's pretty gloom and doom. And I'm sure maybe some of you might be thinking, come on, just get to Jesus. I mean, Jesus is so warm and fuzzy. you know do unto others. You know, as you would want them done to you. You know, that's Jesus, loving and kind, holding babies. That's what you should be doing. Just preach Jesus. I'll tell you this. If you want to hear Jesus, you should prepare in the same way that I told you to prepare for Jeremiah. You think Jeremiah is hard to listen to? Have you read Jesus? What did they say about Jesus? He wasn't even welcome in his own hometown. People despised him and rejected him. They didn't want to hear from him at all. You see, Jesus is the greater Jeremiah. Jeremiah, he actually escaped without being killed. But Jesus, he took our sin and he was killed. As you read Jeremiah and you see all this destruction, you see all these things that God is going to do to Israel, I hope you would see this. That God has put all that destruction... All that consequence that Israel justly deserved, that we justly deserved, and he has put it on the greater Jeremiah, his son, Jesus Christ. So when you read that and you say, oh man, this sounds so bad. God is so mean. He is so ugly. Know this, that God is so loving and so gracious that he did not give it to us and said he gave it to his own son. So then... You would be able to hear from him and know what he gives you is good. And then you would be able to say, because of what Jesus has done and because of what has been put in me through the Holy Spirit, I can speak the truth with power like Jeremiah. Because what does Jesus say in in Matthew? He says, I am with you, declares the Lord. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples. Of all nations. So therefore, we might be greater than Jeremiah. Because unlike Jeremiah, the very word of God is in our hearts, his spirit lives inside of us. So let us go with his words and speak them boldly, like Jeremiah, knowing that we have been forgiven by him. Let's pray.